Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rejuvenation's Health Radio on blogtalkradio.com. The show is brought to you by LipoLite Naples and your hosts are Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron. We are your station for everything natural. We are your station for information about slimming, shaping, and toning. We not only want you to live longer, we want you to have more life in those years. So without further ado, let's get on with today's show. Good evening, everyone. This is Dr. Ron with the Dr. Ron Wellness Hour. This is our second week, and for the second week, I'm still fighting some dental issues. And thank you, Dr. Scott D., for helping me out and Hopefully, over the next week, we'll get it fully resolved. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we've had a little bit of slow start because of the host's uh, speaking problems, uh, but we will get this together. Uh, we are brought to you by LipoLite Naples. LipoLite Naples is located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in North Naples. Uh, the phone number is 239-331-5886. Everything natural is done there. There is a slimming, shaping, and toning with the latest devices. Uh, there is hair removal. There is functional medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, all done naturally with no loss of time, uh, no anesthesia, and no cutting. So if, uh, if you're getting a little bit uh, broad around that waist, you want to look better in that bikini, you want to fit better into those slim jeans, See Dr. Ron at LipoLite Naples. And visit us at LipoLiteNaples.com. That's L-I-G-H-T. Uh, for the latest and uh, information on the center, and download your free ebook on chiropractic written by Dr. Ron Jr. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, last week we discussed uh, statin drugs and proton pump inhibitors, the Nexium-type drugs, and went through a list of reasons why you should be very, very, very careful with those drugs. We'll continue that discussion in a short period of time, but I want to bring to your attention two FDA alerts that came out this week. The first one is titled, The FDA Strengthens Its NSAID Warning for Heart and stroke risk. NSAIDs are non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration strengthened an existing label warning that non-aspirin, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs may increase the risk of heart attack or stroke, according to the alert sent out today, and that was July 9th. Following a comprehensive review of new safety information, the FDA is requiring the drug labels of all prescription and over-the-counter NSAIDs to be updated to reflect the increased risk. Prescription and over-the-counter non-steroidals already include information about the risk for heart attack and stroke, which, of course, could cause death, the FDA says. The prescription non-aspirate NSAID label first included a box warning. In other words, they had to really set it off from the rest of the complications of drugs. 
and uh, that was in 2005. But since that time, the FDA reviewed safety information on prescription and over-the-counter type of these type drugs that included observational studies of a large combined analysis of clinical trials and other scientific publications. The FDA's Arthritis Advisory Committee and Drug Safety and Risk Management Advisory Committee discussed these studies at a joint meeting February 10th and 11th of 2014, and the updated labels include the following. Heart attack or stroke risk can increase as early as the first week of the use of these type of drugs. Now, the NSAIDs are the ibuprofens, the Aleves, the, uh, and all the prescription types of, uh, of anti-inflammatories. Although the risk was previously thought to be similar for all of them, the more, informa- the more recent information uh, now states that they cannot determine which uh, NSAID is causes a higher or a lower risk. So, the, the, and the alert goes on forever and ever and ever. But the FDA recommends that patients and healthcare professionals remain alert for cardiac adverse effects when patients are taking these for uh, a longer than a week. So. If you're taking a non-steroidal, uh, taking it for more than a week, uh, you should be somewhat uh, careful. And the second uh, alert that I want to bring you to is label chronic use of proton pump inhibitors increase heart risk. Now, along with vitamin B12 uh, insufficiency, possibly increasing the serious types of esophageal cancer, uh, and all the other cluster, uh, C. diff, clostridia difficile infections that these Nexium uh, Prelosic-type drugs have in common. Now, here's what they say today. Proton pump inhibitors appear to have a negative effect on vascular function, thereby increasing the risk of myocardial infarction, NMI, in the general population, according to the study. So this study came from Stanford University in California and was published as a result of their data mining. Uh, The investigators reviewed more than 16 million clinical documents on 2.9 million individuals and pharmacovigilance data. They described their approach as a novel analytical pipeline and report that proton pump inhibitors, but not... H2 blockers like the Tagamet-type drugs appear to be associated with an elevated risk of MI. So if you're taking a proton pump inhibitor, please check with your doctor, see if it's really necessary. Because as we said said last week, the Nexium-type drugs are called the purple crack because once you're on them, it's very, very, very difficult uh, to uh, get off of them because your stomach just produces acid with a vengeance, uh, so it takes a while. It takes a, a caring, empathetic uh, gastroenterologist or family doctor to uh, get you off of these uh, type of drugs. So that's the latest medical news on uh, on the front this week that I think is important for you to take away and have some knowledge about. And we go back to what the Dalai Lama answered to a question. He's, the question was, What thing about humanity surprises you the most? And he answered, man, because he sacrifices his health in order to make money, 
Then he sacrifices his money to recuperate his health. And then he is so anxious about the future that he doesn't enjoy the present. And as a result, he doesn't live in the present or the future. And he lives as if he's never going to die. And then he dies having never really lived. So uh, let's uh, live every day. Let's take every day as it comes. Uh, Know that uh, there are side effects of whatever you do. You always have to gauge the risk against the benefit of all drugs. We'll get back into statin drugs a little bit later. I want to just uh, take a minute here and just uh, read you part of an editorial uh, written by Dr. Alan Gabby, G-A-B-Y. He's a physician who used to practice in uh, Maryland. Again, um, remember last week we talked about the statin drugs and like the Crestor alone, uh, year to date so far, $5.8 billion. And the drug is 97% ineffective for primary prevention. 97% ineffective for primary prevention. And it has sold over $5.8 billion this year so far. And that's only one of the statins. So today, the total expenditure for prescription drugs in the United States increased from last year 13% to an estimated $368 billion. Well, that comes to about $1,150 for every man, woman, and child in the country. The year-over-year increase resulted largely from a 31% increase in spending on specialty medications, such as the recently approved drugs for hepatitis C. That would be uh, sovodily and tumor necrosis factor inhibitors, like Humeril, used for rheumatoid arthritis, also used for Crohn's disease and other inflammatory diseases. Twelve weeks treatment with sovodily, when combined with other drugs, such as OECO, result in an apparent cure rate of 90%, a substantially higher cure rate than with previous generations of hepatitis C drugs. But, however, the drug costs $84,000 for a course of treatment. OECO costs 76000 for a total cost of a course of treatment of 160 $160,000 per person. So if you treated all of the hepatitis C patients, 3.2 million of them, it would be a half a trillion dollars. And Dr. Gabby goes on to, to cite the, the expenses of the other popular drugs that the uh, big pharmaceutical companies are distributing and uh, point to the fact that they say uh, they have to charge such a high cost of uh, because of drug development costs. Well, it seems that uh, the main reason why they charge a lot of money, like $1,000 a pill, is that it has been able to get away with it. So this uh, drug company, Gilead, G-I-L-E-A-D, Sciences, uh, guess what? They licensed a generic version of this drug so that the drug could be sold in developing countries, but not in the United States. 
but not at $1,000 a pill, but for only $10 per pill. Uh, that looks like a 99% discount. And uh, AbbVie, a spinoff of Abbott Laboratories, makes so much money on Umara that it was able to afford more than $200 million in advertising for that one drug alone in 2012. So they have increased the prices of everything, even generics that 20 years ago were you know, 15, 20 cents a pill are now $3 a pill, even after being on the market for 20 years. So uh, we have to have a conversation between uh, the drug companies, the patients, and physicians because it's uh, getting out of control. Uh, there are some natural therapies that can work, but at times you need the pharmaceutical drugs. So we need to put some pressure on these drug companies from all directions so we are not held uh, financial hostages. A really important point uh, of how expensive uh, all these drugs are. So one other one other thing. Dr. Ron and I have talked about BPA. This is biphenyl. Uh, it's 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 in plastics. But these type of chemicals. Uh, the BPA, the pesticides, and flame retardants are contributing to infertility, birth defects, cancer, autism, Parkinson's, and many other serious illnesses. You know, there are 84,000 legal chemicals in the United States. Sorry about that. Many of these chemicals are endocrine disruptors which may potentially interfere with their hormone function, even in extremely small amounts. And prenatal exposure to industrial chemicals is widespread and may be associated with abnormal fetal development. So why am I telling you all this? Well, it so happens that there was an article that I'm going to look up and, and, and give you a heads up on about plastics, exposure to two chemicals widely considered safe and used in hundreds of consumer products, including plastics, cosmetics, and soap, have been linked to increased blood pressure, insulin resistance, which would lead to diabetes, and other dangerous health problems in children, according to this new study. So there are safer things to use than plastic, never heat plastic, and this isn't the first time that plasticizing chemical, chemicals that were marketed as safe alternatives have proven otherwise. There are the BPA-free plastics it, or have a lot of uh, endocrine disruptors in them. So Mother Jones' investigation, quote, U.S. regulators have continued to ignore the mounting evidence linking BPA and similar chemicals to human disease, even as bans have cropped up around the world. Although more than 90 studies examining people with various levels of exposure suggest BPA affects humans much as it does animals. The FDA recently announced that its research supports the safety of BPA in food containers and packaging, and the EPA program that was supposed to screen some 80,000 chemicals for endocrine disruption hasn't fully vetted a single substance. 
In 2010, the agency sought White House approval to add some endocrine-disrupting chemicals that are commonly found in plastic, among them BPA, phthalates, and a class of compounds known as PBDEs to its chemical concern list, but nothing has happened. So, ladies and gentlemen, please be careful of your plastics. Okay, so this is Dr. Ron uh, from the Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron Show. I am the senior member. Uh, Between Dr. Ron and I, uh, there's over 65 years of medical experience. Uh, We will take a short commercial break for the LipoLite product, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit about statins uh, with with, uh, some uh, personal relevant information. Be right back. Mary, you look amazing. How did you get your stomach and thighs so slim and toned? And no more saddlebags? I've been exercising and did really well on my weight loss program, but I don't think I'll ever be able to reduce these trouble spots. Want to know my secret? Lipolite Naples. They use safe LED lights to shrink fat cells. There's no freezing, no burning, no bruising, and best of all, no pain and no downtime. Wow, that sounds great. But does it really work? Well, Katie, how am I looking in my new two-piece? Call LipoLite Naples and you'll be back in those skinny jeans in no time. LipoLite Naples is a safe and effective alternative to surgical liposuction. There's no sucking, ripping, or tearing fat tissue. Just natural shrinking of the fat cells, like a grape to a raisin. And the treatments feel great. To see patient results, visit LipoLiteNaples.com. Call LipoLite Naples today to schedule your free consultation. 331-5886. Plus, this month only, receive $100 off the purchase of a package. Call now. 331-5886. Well, that is uh, Lipolite Naples, uh, 239-331-5886. So, ladies and gentlemen, after that long discussion we had last week on statin drugs, uh, a woman who I'm quite familiar with uh, was having problems a year ago when she was on statin drugs. She's 83 years old. She was having trouble going up and down the steps. She was slowing up. She was becoming a recluse. And at that time, we recommended that she talk to her family physician about stopping the statins, and they were done. Within a short period of time, she started going up and down the steps again, driving, feeling energetic, and getting her life back. So the past month, this woman has had two falls in her apartment, both requiring overnight stays in the hospital. The first one, they they performed CAT scans and MRIs to make sure there was no head injury. The second one requires six days in the hospital. Her CPK, which is a measure of uh, an enzyme that's in heart muscle and skeletal muscle, was 1,500. It shouldn't be over 40 should not have been over 40. Would you believe that because her cholesterol was 240, they put her back on that drug? This woman is now being rehabilitated because she has to use a walker to get around. Can you believe that they, in my opinion, it's malpractice for them to have put her back on this statin drug. Well, lucky to say uh, she is uh, 
convincing them that she doesn't want to take the drug, uh, and she's starting to show improvement. She's in the rehabilitation center now. So, uh, gosh, ladies and gentlemen, these drugs, and we'll go into this a little bit before we sign off. Are, as I said last week, 97% ineffective. For primary prevention, that's uh, if you give it to people, you say, well, I'm going to lower your cholesterol and you won't get a heart attack. Well, three out of a hundred might not get a heart attack. Just incredible. And there's a lot of shady research tricks used to make statins look safe. You've got to love the media. If they're the, the masters at the pharmaceutical companies feed them a a steaming pile of bull, they'll break out the forks and knives and chow down just like it's pumpkin pie. And then they'll serve it to us, too. There was just a recent headline article about statins. Across the board, every major media organization read big headlines claiming these brain-rotting drugs don't cause memory loss, despite decades of evidence to the contrary. Heck, even the FDA has issued a warning over memory loss in statins. The FDA, actually. I mean, the FDA and the, and the pharmaceutical companies are tied hand-in-hand, hand, along with the American Heart Association. Uh, and the FDA has a warning over memory loss and the, and the use of statins. The new study actually found that statins quadruple your risk of memory loss. But you know what? They claimed otherwise by pulling a, a book a cooking stunt. They just... They didn't just compare statin users to other non-statin users in this study. They also included a small group of patients on other types of cholesterol drugs. And when patients on both the statins and the other types of cholesterol drugs reported memory loss, the researchers managed to conclude, and this is not, I'm not kidding you, that they must have been making it up. Quote, patients might report a memory loss to me that they would otherwise paid little attention to because I'm seeing them more often I ask them about it. From a Rutgers University researcher, gosh, if that were the case, memory loss would be reported as a side effect of practically every drug in nearly every study. The real reason these patients reported memory loss wasn't some mass delusion. It's basic human biology. Your brain is practically swimming in cholesterol. About a quarter of cholesterol in your body makes a beeline straight for your skull, where it plays an essential role in mood, memory, and, and gosh, so much more. And any drug that lowers your cholesterol causes memory loss, which is why every drug that lowers cholesterol will come with memory loss as a potential side effect. Of course, uh, if you look at where these researchers got their money tucked away in the disclosures, you'll find that uh, these guys are linked to just about every major drug company on the planet. So does it make any sense? You know, uh, almost two years ago now, Dr. Ron and I started Rejuvenations Health Radio because we were concerned with the epidemic of obesity. And we saw multiple studies in the American Journal of Neurology and Neurology and other good medical journals associating increased waist size with dementia. And the, the basic studies show that if a male is waist size is reaching 40 inches, a female were reaching 35 inches, 
they have a 33% increased chance of developing dementia. So that's the way we started the show. So we started using the LipoLite and the Cavi Lipo along with the lifestyle modification, and we got people to get skinnier and to be happy about it. And we weren't crazy with the, the exercise. We recommended walking, drinking lots of good water, and patients have started to feel better. But then, you know, we start seeing all these studies on uh, dementia and statins, diabetes and statins. Uh, so we said, wow, you know, no wonder this is a disease that everybody fears. Are we creating it? Is it the chemicals in our in our uh, uh, drugs that we're taking? Is it the chemicals in the water? Is it the fluoride? The thing we know for sure is obesity and statins cause dementia. So why can't we take care of that? And I might as well just bring you up to date on a new drug that Novartis is claiming uh, um, uh, that has a medical breakthrough on its hands. And there's a lot of dark secrets with this, with this drug. It's called Entresto, E-N-T-R-E-S-T-O. Used for heart failure. Well, guess what? It can cause your heart to suddenly stop beating. It, the side effects of this drug were so bad that patients just stopped taking it when they tried it and, you know, to write a study about it and had trials on it. Well, now the, the FDA has just approved this this drug. It's just incredible. The one thing you won't hear about it, however, is that this drug may be better at causing Alzheimer's disease than curing heart failure. Despite all the hoopla surrounding the drug, some experts are actually terrified by how this drug works, and you should be too. It blocks a key enzyme in your body that breaks down this amyloid protein. And most Alzheimer's patients have amyloid and aluminum in their brain. And a lot of researchers feel that this amyloid beta protein causes Alzheimer's. And Entresto blocks this enzyme that's doing its job, getting rid of that amyloid. And next thing you know, clusters of amyloid beta plaque could develop rapidly in your brain. So is this drug going to bring about an explosion of Alzheimer's? Well, we don't know. It is a a foreseeable risk. And guess what? Novartis never even looked for signs of dementia or Alzheimer's during the drug trials. I guess, you know, see no evil, talk about no evil, speak no evil, and you won't find any evil. So guess what? The FDA approved this drug until 2019 so that Novartis could, could study whether or not it causes dementia or Alzheimer's. How many patients do you think the young docs will put on this drug? How many millions that will be actually uh, taking this drug and uh, seeing if they get Alzheimer's disease? This drug can cause side effects called angioedema, which is an allergic reaction. It can cause swelling uh, suddenly in your face and neck. can choke you. Patients with angioedema often need a breathing tube or a surgical incision in their throats to allow them to breathe. Uh, In fact, another drug chemically similar to this drug was rejected by the FDA 
earlier because of the risk of angioedema. You know, 18% of the trial participants dropped out of Entresto's uh, clinical study because of side effects. <laughs> These were desperate heart failure patients, too. They decided they'd rather take their chances without the drugs. So facts like these, along with the potential Alzheimer's link, have medical experts like Dr. Marvin A. Constant from Tufts University wondering whether Entresto will be worth the risk. How do we know? Well, we don't. Like any newly approved drug, the real trial doesn't begin until millions of Americans unofficially enroll or start taking Entresto, and it's a trial that many of them probably won't make out alive. So, you know, are, are we uh, in, in for uh, a lot of disease in the future? I'm afraid so, and I'm afraid that with the drug companies controlling the uh, board of directors of most of the medical schools in the United States, the young physicians have lost their ability to chronic to critically think of problems and and go for uh, the the drugs. And um, next week I'll play for you a, a, an audio uh, of a phys- of a statistician, medical statistician who reviews the numbers and studies. And uh, what you'll find is that the normal value for for cholesterol was made up. The normal value for systolic hypertension was made up. There's no study that shows the ideal level. In fact, I think I would err on the side like uh, Dr. Douglas and say, you know, if it's under 300 and you're feeling good and you don't have a history of heart disease in your family, the higher the better. You know that low uh, Cholesterol and low testosterone are associated with depression in men. So, you know, there's also some studies, and we'll talk about them as time goes on, low cholesterol and your increased chance of getting cancer. So these are the things that just uh, we have to be really careful about. I talked last week about uh, the statins and muscle weakness. I talked about this woman in Pennsylvania now that is going through that. Well, her CPK was elevated. There was no doubt about that. But you can have statin muscle weakness, which is serious and cause permanent damage, even if your CPK is not elevated. Jeez. And with statins, remember we talked about last week, causing aggressive behavior? Well, what are you going to do? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I just brought you up to date on... uh, some of the latest medical uh, FDA news. Uh, We still don't like statin drugs. Uh, As time goes on, hopefully more of you will join the conversation and and we can talk about the side effects that you're experiencing and maybe have a ground uh, grassroots uh, education for our physicians. Uh, Dr. Brownstein continues to write uh, uh, a lot about his uh, contact and conversations with cardiologists, uh, even Medscape and Web and, and uh, uh, WebMD, which are owned by pharmaceutical companies, even have articles on their website stating, "quote Statins and diabetes should be we, should we be worried?" The answer is absolutely, we should be worried. 
So you have a drug that is 97% ineffective, causing diabetes, Alzheimer's disease, and is expensive, billions, billions of dollars on a drug that is three, two to three percent effective for primary prevention. And most of the young guys out there that are in primary care and cardiolo- cardiologists, they all want their patients on statin drugs, not knowing how serious these side effects affect their patients because they only see them every six months. And then when they get weak, they say, oh, well, we'll get you to physical therapy, not even thinking about blaming the drug you're taking. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron. Uh, glad you could join us. Uh, we'll see you next Tuesday for a continuation of dementia and diabetes and any other topic you would like to bring up. Uh, so, have a great week, and we'll see you Thursday at 1 for the, the Rejuvenation Health Radio with Dr. Ron and myself. And we'll take your questions, and God bless, and have a great week. Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio here on blogtalkradio.com. See you next week. Ciao.